Hello and welcome back to uh, Love at First Contact. I am Sam and joining me as every week is... Goodbye. Hello. Hello. How was your week? Uh, crazy. Great. It was a little crazy. Uh, it's been a crazy week for Star Trek fans. We had a great episode of Picard this week. I say this as it's 325-2022. So episode five or four of Picard season two has just aired, not season five, uh, which will have come out when this episode does. Time travels crazy like that, ain't it? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. You don't know. Um, but anyway, uh, welcome back to Love at First Contact. Um, this week's episode of the original series is Mud's Woman. Mud's Woman is important for a couple of reasons. One, it's it's a good episode. It's it's a dated episode. So a lot of the the stuff in the episode probably wouldn't happen in modern Star Trek. But it is the first Harry Mud episode. Uh, Harry Mud being the only recurring villain. And, and secondary character, really, in Star Trek, the original series. So he didn't actually go to jail? He did. And he got out? He's going to get out. <laughs> um, uh, how he gets out, we'll find out. Okay. That's, that's next season. We don't see him again until next season. Does he just appear, like, once every season? For the original series, yeah. Uh, he'll appear in season two and, I think, season three. Or maybe... Uh, I think... I think maybe just season two, and there's a second episode in season three. Maybe there are only two Harry Mudd episodes. I need to look into this. Um, I know in total there are like three or four Harry Mudd episodes. Uh, one in season one, which is what we just watched with Mudd's Woman. Uh, the second one. And then there's one in the animated series I know of. There might be a third I'm forgetting in the original series. But otherwise, Harry Mudd is the only real recurring character in Star Trek live action. Um, besides Khan. And we'll meet Khan pretty soon. Um, Space Seed's coming up. So... And that's a very important episode for the future of Star Trek. So, okay, um, something to think about in the future. So let's let's. Um, I want to talk about a couple of things before we talk about the actual episode because I noticed a few things about this episode. Um, but I want to know first, what did you think of this episode? I thought it was good. Um, I thought that the message at the end of it was like it was a twist. I didn't expect for them to have that message, but I thought it was. Can I say what it is? Or no? Are we waiting until we get through the question? No, we'll, we'll say. I think the message, for me, it was uh, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. I mean, I kind of got it more like, well, like, yeah, yeah. But I also kind of got it as more, um, you have to believe in yourself. Yeah, it's, it's you have to believe in yourself and beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Uh-huh. Um, I feel like that, that whole sentence right there is the, the meaning of the episode. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's as extreme as to how they did it like she goes from like she didn't she wasn't like super super old she was just like she had like some wrinkles which is fine to like it was literally like she wasn't wearing makeup like like yeah. it was literally like she had just not put on makeup that day whenever the drug wore off yeah or like they were just they like um pulled her skin back mm-hmm. for that she wasn't yeah. as like wrinkly even though she wasn't even that wrinkly she just looked like she was tired yeah i looked into it um before we started recording so two of the women um had facial prosthetics to make them look disheveled and old and then the one the the blonde the one the other the one with the 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 ponytail no the one in the blue okay we didn't really talk a lot okay uh she just disheveled her hair (laughs) so for some reason she wouldn't do prosthetics uh which, you know, prosthetics at that time were kind of shitty, so I can right. understand that. Um, but yeah, so that it had a good message. It was a good episode. It introduces a cool character of Harry Mudd. I'm a big Harry Mudd fan. But he was kind of a jerk. I mean, he's a cool villain. But he was a jerk. He was a big jerk. And he gets worse. Oh. Like, um, 
So, in the next episode, we'll meet his wife, Stella. He has a wife? He has Someone a Someone agrees wife. to marry him? Yes. Um, we'll also find out maybe he's a bit of a sympathetic character in that he's stuck in a marriage he doesn't want to be in. And so he's just, you know, being a... Oh, no. I can't say that. No. Because I know, I know where the character goes. Because, so, um, the character will disappear after the animated series, which is the show that follows the original series. And then suddenly reappear in Star Trek Discovery almost 60 years later. But then maybe he shouldn't be an ass. Yeah. And maybe he'll learn a lesson eventually. I feel like he won't. Probably not. <laughs> um, if anything, he might get worse. <laughs> so, Harry Mudd. Um, I, I want to say a couple things about this episode that I noticed. Number one, um, it's good that I, I went and ordered the episodes how we did and not how they are streamed on Paramount+. Plus. Because I noticed that Ahura is still wearing the Yellow. gold uniform. Yeah. So this is the episode that is supposed to directly follow, I believe, the episode we watched last week, which is the Cobramite Maneuver. Uh-huh. So she's yet to get into the red dress, but that will, I think, happen. I'm going to say it and be wrong again, probably. It'll probably happen <laughs> next week. Um, that was actually one of my questions. Yeah, I yeah. got that out of the way. Um, and then I'm, I'm a little excited. I'm not going to check until next week when we record, but it sounds like the intro... To the uh, the original series has been fixed because so far every every episode we've watched the intro has had the music and the uh, the vocal channels mixed up and the the vocal channels are very quiet and the music is very loud in this episode it was very clear that they've fixed the issue or at least this episode uploaded has been fixed um, I'm crossing my fingers that Paramount has heard our screaming and finally fixed it but I'm doubtful um, I haven't noticed. Do you want to know, okay, so this is something I've wanted to talk about every episode, but I haven't. Did you know the Star Trek theme song has lyrics? No. <laughs> it has official, it's it's one of those facts that was in, I didn't know for years, and then um, Jack Black of Tenacious D and Hollywood fame uh-huh. um, sung it on a podcast with his uh, bandmate Kyle Gass, and I was shocked. I thought it was a joke, and then I looked into it, it's not a joke. So, so what are the words? Um, it's something along the lines of, like, beyond uh, the rim of the star plane, my love uh, is wandering in star flame. I know he'll find in star-clustered regions love, sweet love, a star woman teaches. Uh, I know his journey ends never. His Star Trek must go on forever. Uh, but tell him, while he wanders the uh, starway... Uh, she remembers, or he remembers, remembers me. Of course he remembers all of that. With, did I look at anything while I did that? No. I'm pretty sure it's right. We'll check after the episode, but I'm pretty sure I got that right. Why do they need words? So, here's a cool thing about TV show songs in the 60s. I, don't, I think there are legal ramifications now if you do this, but if you write a theme song, you get royalties for it. Okay. Um... So Gene Roddenberry, the creator of Star Trek, and a little bit of a Harry Mudd himself, decided to get more money from the show than he was already getting. He would write lyrics to the show theme song so that he would get paid royalties on the song. But he's already getting paid bank. Exactly. It probably wasn't that much money, honestly. He was an executive producer and a producer in some episodes, and he wrote a lot. But honestly, Gene Roddenberry will do a bunch of stuff like this that will make you go, eh. And there's a lot of shady stuff Gene has done that has come out after his passing. Um, Is this, like, common knowledge that he did this? Oh, 100%. 
I think it is is universally recognized now that Gene Roddenberry, um, who for a long time was looked up to as like the paragon of sci-fi writing, is now kind of looked at a little bit as a shady character. Um, I, I still love his work. Um, but I know if he was alive today, he would have gotten Me Too harder than anyone. <laughs> oh so. my god. Uh, and, and rightfully so. Gene Roddenberry? Yeah. He is the creator of Star Trek. I mean, I got that because you said that, but other than that, I don't know who this person he is. He was, um, a writer who fought in World War II. He was in an airplane crash, um, and he survived, and he led the entire people who were on board out of the desert. And I think they only lost one or two people. And then he went to become a police officer. While he's a police officer, he, he wrote for a show. Um, but during that show, he came up with an idea for a sci-fi show, which is where we are today. So he probably has or had PTSD? It's it's very... I don't think that's ever been documented. Um, and, and from interviews I've seen, he doesn't seem to display characteristics that I, I'm familiar with with PTSD. I mean, but... It's you, possible. It's kind of still hard to characteristic He was a, uh, he was a pilot, too. So, yeah. And I don't know how much combat he saw. And he... And you said he crashed? Well, that was after the war. He crashed while he was a, a passenger pilot. But that's still a lot of PTSD. Yeah. So and he was a cop, and that could be PTSD. True. But that doesn't excuse, like, the womanizing, which right. you see I'm and stuff. Saying, I know. I know yeah. you're not, like, defending him. But no. I, I will say that Gene Roddenberry, for all of his evils, did a lot of good. Um, he pushed for representation, probably not enough as he could have, but for LGBTQ stuff um, during the 80s, when that really wasn't even heard of. Um, we'll get to episodes of The Next Generation where there's, like, a non-binary species. How do you push for one thing, but you're still an ass for the other thing? Money. Stone-cold uh, cash. I don't understand. It, it's weird. Gene Roddenberry is, is a mixed bag of, if you start talking about him too much, you go into wrong things. And we are way off topic with this episode. <laughs> but it all relates to Star Trek in the end. And I'm sure someone is having fun listening to this. Well, but... you know I love talking about anything psychology. I know. Um, and, and you could really, we'll, we'll go into it. We'll have episodes whenever we're in between um, shows where we'll talk about stuff like this. I just got a DSM-5. <laughs> What's that? That's that big, huge book of all diagnoses that you could have. It's on my bookshelf. Why did you get you that? Because I got it from school. <laughs> okay. Cool. That's, that's kind of cool. But anyway, so yeah, so the Star Trek theme song has lyrics. Um, they finally, see, Paramount has finally fixed... The audio issues of the original series, which I'm very happy for. I didn't even notice. I will... I, it was... I think I pointed it out in the first episode we watched. Still probably don't remember. Anyway, it's fixed. At least in, in uh, Mud's Women. If it's fixed in next week's episode, I will be shocked. But... Um, to the questions. For, to the questions. You wrote a couple questions this week. Yeah. I mean, I did wrote... Not wrote. Write my normal um, one-page... And I have like two more questions from the back, but that's really it. Like I had, like I had questions, but everything kind of like we always say, kind of just uh, explained itself. Yeah. So. Well, if you pay attention to the episode, it explains itself. Ow. You know it's coming. Why do you do it to I won't yourself? Continue. Um, okay, so well, my first question you already answered, so we can skip that. Um, my second one, it's not really like a question. It's kind of more like a state. Don't read it. <laughs> uh, so her first question um, was, why is Uhura still in the yellow suit? Yeah. It's just because they haven't figured it out yet. Yeah. So my next one is, um, what's his name, Harry? Harry Mudd. Harry Harcourt Mudd. Fenton Mudd. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Um, I love how they like make him like an Irish man, but he looks like a cowboy. So this episode was originally... so. 
Let's, let's go even further back than what I was going to say. Star Trek is based on a Western called Wagon Train. So Star Trek, you'll notice, has a lot of Western themes and some Western episodes. Um, we'll get to that. Like, one of my favorite episodes is A Fistful of Datas, mm-hmm. which is a cowboy episode, and it's great. Uh, we're not going to be there for about ten years, but we'll get there. This episode was written to be very Western, where it, the original plot did not feature Harry Mudd. Uh-huh. It was just the Enterprise, I think, escorting a cargo of women. Um, like they just found them? No, like they weren't supposed to be. Ooh. Uh, so if I want to go into detail here, there is a line in the unaired Star Trek pilot where the captain of the ship, Christopher Pike, talks about becoming a slave trader. Yeah. Star Trek was not supposed to be as progressive as it became. Um, and so the Star Trek we're watching is not the original vision of Star Trek. So why? I mean, I'm glad they changed it, but yeah. why did they change it? Uh, Lucio Ball. Who? Okay, Lucio Ball was a very famous comedian and actress from, from the early 60s, um, and I think even the early or late 50s. Um, she had a show called I Love Lucy. And, oh, okay. Um, and she had a TV show called Desi Lu, and that's the Desi Lu logo at the end of every Star Trek. So she produced Star Trek, um, and at first they put the cage, the original pilot, to NBC. Um, and NBC shot the pilot, funded it, and they watched it, and they said, we're not going to pick this up. And then uh, Desi Lu picked it up, shot the second pilot, and it ran on from there. And it was a completely different show. The original pilot had stuff like uh, green slave women. Um, Slave trading was a common practice, so much so that Starfleet captains would retire and become slave traders. So they were going to do a Western slave show. No, they were going to do the... uh, the Enterprise exploring space and seeking a new life, but there was going to be an overarching, like, in the background that there was slavery and stuff like that. And there That's was... kind of not really in the background, though. No, it was very <laughs> prominent in the pilot. Um, and we're about to get to the Menagerie, and the Menagerie is a recap of the pilot, and I don't think they show this part, but we might watch the Menagerie after, or that we might watch the Cage after the Menagerie. So it's possible we'll go back and watch it. I know for sure we will go back and watch the Menagerie before we watch Strange New Worlds, um, or actually, we'll watch it before Discovery Season 2. So when we get to modern Star Trek, we are going to go back in time and watch the original pilot. Is this also why he said that they're his quote-unquote cargo? Yes. He is literally ferrying these... He's a pimp. Harry Mudd, in all design notes, which I, I spent a lot of last time last night because I knew we were going to record today, doing research on the character of Harry Mudd, the person who came up with Harry Mudd wrote as he is a, a modern space pimp. He is literally a pimp, which is why he dresses like a flamboyant pirate. But he still needs to shave that. Yeah, I was going to talk about that later, but like, I don't know how many, I, I've never noticed this, but Harry Mudd has like a ring of hair all the way around his neck. Not all the way around, like, it, like halfway goes around too his far. Neck. Yeah. It's really weird. It shouldn't even be up there. No, it's like he grew a neck beard. That's literally or a neck bracelet. A neck bracelet beard. I, I hope that never gets into fashion. I don't know if they were trying to be like, this is the fashion in the 22nd oh century, gosh. but like, Jesus. It was just horrible. Like, honestly, at first I didn't see it until Sam pointed it out. And I was like, I need them to stop moving for I can actually like see this it's clearly. True. But yeah, so um, this is m- minorly carryover from the original idea of the episode where the women are cargo, they are being ferried to be sold to men as wives. Um, And so, yeah, I think that answers your original question. So was that why they were taking him into custody? No, Harry Mudd is a wanted criminal. But they don't have that he was carguing women around? 
smuggling. It doesn't not his. So maybe this is the first time he's done it. But I'll tell you in the future when we go back in time before this, we will see slavery. And slavery is a common practice in the galaxy for other races. But we will learn that humanity and the Federation has, you know, outlawed it. It's illegal. But it still happens outside of the Federation. Well, of course. Slavery still happens today and it's illegal. Exactly. I don't like it. Uh, it's it's realistic. I don't like I can't, it. You can't say it's not realistic, but I don't like it either. Wait until we get to the Orions. So, wait. Okay. Sorry. That's really random. <laughs> my brain was going faster than my mouth was. Um... Why did they just lose power? That I kind of miss. So, um, they were chasing Harry's ship. Right. And they burned up their lithium crystals. But how? Um, it, it's like any, it's like burning gas. So they just had it for too long? Yeah, they just pushed their engines too hard and it burnt up the crystals. But how long can a crystal last before they have to get a new one? They said they had six. A long time. So the, the crystals um, are kind of the channel for the reaction in the warp core, mm -hmm. which gives the ship power. But they can last for a long time. And eventually there'll be a technology called um, dilithium recrystallization. I, I should make a note here that this is the last episode where dilithium crystals are called lithium crystals. From now on, they will be called dilithium. So are they an actual thing? No. Okay. Lithium is. Lithium is what powers batteries. And other stuff like that. So yeah, so uh, the dilithium crystals are just like gas for the starship. They will burn up, and then they have to be replaced or recrystallized. Normally they turn into a powdery substance. This is the first time we see one burnt out. So maybe burning out and running out are two different things. Okay, but wait, so like... But still, how long can they last before they have to re... Like, or not recharge, but get a new one? It's never really said. Is it not online? It probably is. You want me to look it up while you ask your next question? Yeah, sure, because I want to know. I'm really curious. Okay, I'll look up Dilithium real quick. Uh, my next question is, uh, so, like, how how did the women, like, I guess, hypnotize the men? Or was it just, like, they were just, like, oh, they're so super hot, and we're gonna, like, fawn over them kind of thing? Or was, like, the, the, um, the little pills that they were taking, like, did they give off some, like, I don't know, some, uh, magic or something that made them like like them more it's the it's the drugs okay so the drugs i think put out a pheromone that caused them to be irresistible to men um unless you're vulcan so it's <laughs> it's just the drug spock was like i'm not having this no spock is definitely not having it um i've looked it up uh dilithium is real it is the uh in reality dilithium is li2 um, is a or Li squared is a molecular compound of two covalent bonded lithium atoms which, which exist naturally in gaseous lithium. Interesting. You know, thank you, Wikipedia. Does it say how long they last though? No. Lame. Um, but we can assume it's at least a couple years to a couple months because they do visit star bases a lot and they do refuel. So, but at the same time, they also have deuterium, which is also a fuel. So, there are a couple fuels that they use in, in the, the crystalline matrix that is a warp core. But then, um, they said they also had batteries as backup. And so, like... That's probably the deuterium. Deuterium batteries. If I had to make a guess, I would say they probably have power stores that they can get into. But if they don't have the dilithium crystals, they can't go to warp. Because remember, they, they travel to the planet on impulse, which is like driving at... 30 in a, in a 90 zone. Being an asshole. That's, it is being an asshole. But not in space. There's plenty of room to maneuver in space. 
No. One lane. One lane. <laughs> One lane. Uh, well, Kirk does arrest Harry Mudd for being a navigational um, issue. How? Wait, what? Because, uh, uh, I don't know, it's in the episode. Kirk's like, and I'm charging you with being a, uh, a navigational, um, I think he said issue or um, risk, because he was swerving. Uh-huh. In space. Well, he didn't have a, a, a license. That's right. He was driving without a license. Uh, a forged license. What was it? A, ma- a master license? A master license. He was driving with a forged master's license. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How dare he. Um, my next one's kind of not really a question. Um, again, it's a statement. <laughs> I thought it was kind of funny how the captain was uh, hypnotized by the woman, even though I thought his only love was the ship. Well, they say that, and this, this is the first episode where they say... Yeah, they said it! <laughs> they, I mean, Kirk, James T. Kirk will fall in love several times during yeah. our watch. Um, Even she said it at the end. I know. Um, there's actually a fun thing. Um, for us, our ship, um, and I use ship in air quotes, the ship I use to advertise the show is a Miranda class. Um, that ship will upgrade as we travel through time in this show and travel back in time. It'll downgrade. Um, Why? It's just something cute I'm doing. For marketing. See if anyone's noticing. Yeah, and I've... Why'd you bring it up then? Now they're gonna look. They're gonna look. I want them to know. But I've named the ship the USS Edith Keeler. Edith Keeler is gonna be the most important love interest of James T. Kirk's life. Is that that girl? No. But her name was Eve. He he dates a lot of girls with named E, with E names. Wow. Edith Keeler. Is that like a 60s thing? I guess. That's really weird. Um, So yeah, I thought that was kind of funny that they... Brought that up. Uh, we already talked about the cargo thing. Uh, we talked about the chess here. Uh, oh, I guess it also states in the episode, like, about this question, but I wrote down, like, why were they lying? Because he's trying not to get caught. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, that's obvious. Yeah. Well, I know. Well, at first it wasn't yeah. when I, when they were going in it. Well, if I had to think right now, Harry Mind, um, Harry Minds, Harry Mudd's biggest crimes right now are he stole, um, a time crystal, boarded a starship illegally, and murdered the captain and its crew several times over. He um, murdered them? Yeah, we'll see that. That's a Discovery episode. Uh, he was arrested for that, I think. Or did he get away? He might have gotten away. So, he... Uh, he murdered somebody and he still gets set He didn't free. just murder someone. There's literally an episode of Discovery where Harry Mudd has a time machine watch, like I just said. And he will, he's, he's there to kill the captain of Discovery. He will kill the captain and anyone who gets in his way. And then if he doesn't get the information he wants, he ta- travels back in time far enough to do it again and again and again So he's and murdering again. people multiple times. Mm-hmm. He's crazy. He's insane. He's a mass murderer. And he's a con man and a swindle. He's a pirate. He's literally a space pirate. Uh, they don't think to like lock that's him a little, up that's forever. That's a little bit of spoilers too. I should have spoiled that. That's that's a future episode. I'm we're not going to remember this. I know it's true. You never know. By then, you might be remembering things a bit I better. Don't, I don't know. Maybe. I highly doubt. My memory kind of sucks. That's true. Continue. <laughs> um. So yeah, we talked about why they were lying. What was that beam that Spock had on the women when they were questioning them? A truth beam. A scanner beam? Did it come from the scanner thing he was on? Yeah, it came from the computer. Okay. It seemed like it kind of just... Wait, wait. Yeah, no, let me let me say this first and I'll say what came in my head. Um, but it seemed like it was kind of just there to, like, highlight their features more. That's literally what it was there for. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Good pickup on that. <laughs> and then what popped up in my head was... 
I don't understand why there was no data on the women. Um, it's probably because they weren't anyone beforehand. Um, Harry Mudd's story of them being from, like, backwater planets where all they had were brothers or, you know, nobody important is probably true. Um, and Harry using the Venus drug to turn them into beautiful women or whatever that drug does, because apparently at the end of the episode it was all eye of the beholder stuff, um, is probably true. But the thing is that, like, it didn't even show... Like, even if you're nobody, it will still show, like, who you are, right? No. In the future, there aren't as uh, tight police states. It won't even show your name or anything or no. your birthday? No. Not if they're born on some far-off colony where there are only three people. Wow. Yeah. They need to update their data. It, and it does get better. In the future of Star Trek, things will get better. Someone could totally just, oh, I don't know, kill somebody and take their identity without knowing. Maybe that'll happen. It's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just how you're saying it. That's annoying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. There's a whole episode where that happens. It gets even worse. It's a time traveler. I don't like uh, it. That's a great episode, too. No. Um, okay, I actually said the what I... I actually wrote down what I just said, so that mm -hmm. works. Um, my next question... I guess we kind of did talk about also, like... <laughs> We're just kind of talking about my questions without me even answering my questions. Because I wrote them, why was this crystal so special? And we already they, talked they about that. The starship. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, they, they literally are the most important thing in the galaxy. Yeah. Um, they're mined everywhere. They're very rare, but they're mined. And so they're, they're, mined. they're more expensive than diamonds. That's what they said. Yeah. Well, diamonds are basically worthless in the future. Why? They just are. So it's gold. Why? Just not valuable. So crystals are the only thing that's really valuable? There are more valuable things in the future. There's latinum. What's that? It's like a liquid that they impress in gold nuggets, and then they it's extremely, it's like currency. Um, technically, the Federation has no currency. I was about to ask something. What do they do for money? They don't have any. But he just said he was authorized. Yes. So what do they use? In the future, that won't be important. The thing but about, then why do they bring it up? In the original <laughs> series, you have to ignore certain things like that, because... Um, in, in a couple of years, it's going to be very clear that they have no money. There's a line in one of the original series movies where Kirk takes a lady out to, for pizza. Um, and and she's like, the check comes and she's like, let me guess, no money in space? And he's like, well, yes. <laughs> so this is like, uh, this is making me think like back then where they kind of just like traded stuff. Mm-hmm. So they just do trades instead of uh, having money? Not even that. There's, so what do they do? They just don't need currency anymore. Oh my god. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the future for humanity is very bright in Star Trek as long as you're in the Federation. Um, and if you're outside the Federation, money still exists. There's, um, there's Quadloos. There's Latinum. Excuse me, what? Quadloos. What is that? I, space money. Maybe that might be, not even be from Star Trek. That might be from Star Wars. Um... <laughs> There's uh, Doisaks. What? Doisak is a planet, now that I think about it. That's not right. Um, <laughs> anyway, there is currency in non-Federation worlds, but the Federation itself does not use money because they don't need money. But what about if they go to these planets that actually use money, then and they, they don't have any money? Then they barter. So you're right. They'll, they'll trade stuff. But why can't they just actually have money on hand? Sometimes they will. In the future, uh, at least in at least 200 years from this, or in 100 years from this, the Federation will be smart enough to keep Latinum on hand and be able to trade, but also on planets where they don't have replicators, like, water will be of value. So a ship 
Which in the and not at this time in the original series, but the next generation ships can literally replicate giant barrels of water and give them to people. So like, money isn't important because if you can replicate medicine, food, water, clothes, uh, art, valuables, anything you need, you don't need money. So they're trading. Yeah, they're not even trading. They're just giving it. They're to just people? giving it to people. What the heck? The future's cool, ain't it? Then what did they do with all the money? They don't have any. No, I mean, like, what happened? They just stopped, like... Using money. Producing money? They didn't need any more. But then what did they What did they do if you if you still have money? You didn't need it anymore. So you just threw it away? I don't know. You probably recycled the coins, recycled the paper and the paper money. That's some good money! You don't need it. I need it. <laughs> we need it because we're still in the 21st century, but in the 20... Uh, 23rd and 4th and 5th, you don't need money. So you're saying maybe like in 40 years from now we might not need money? Hell no! <laughs> the only reason Star Trek does not have money is because they have magical 3D printers that can literally print anything that you want. They can print fucking cheeseburgers. They can print high class garments. They can print spices. Why can't we do that? Because it doesn't exist yet. Or ever. We'll build it. We have a 3D printer in the living room that can print almost anything. I can't eat it. I mean, they have 3D printers now that can print food. I'm not eating that. I'm not either. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, so that's the whole point of there's no real money in Star Trek. That's annoying. Give me my pen back. I've been playing with your pen this whole time. I know. Um, but yeah. Uh... <laughs> After that whole rant, I'm still livid, but whatever. Um, last question. Mm -hmm. What are the pills made out of? Who knows? They said that they were, what, from Venus? No, they're called Venus drugs, like the god Venus. Oh. Um, they are magical space drugs. They look like our gummy vitamins. They literally, well, that last one was, was literally a gummy bear that Kirk snuck in there. Because <laughs> um, he's like, that's just colored gelatin. And he can't just say gummy bear? Well, gummy bears didn't exist at this time, I, I don't think. I don't care. Maybe they did. Gummy bears exist in 1966? I don't know. Who knows? But, no, so it is just like a gummy candy that she eats at the end. That's lame. Yeah. It would have been cool if it was from Venus. Right. Well, you can't be from Venus because Venus is a gas giant, so there is nothing on Venus. I found out a fun fact about Venus. What did you find out about, about Venus? This. Go ahead. Um, it was on my Snapple bottle. <laughs> it That's said, cool. It said that one day on Venus is longer than one year. Yeah. That's because the further... See? You thought I was going to say something stupid. <laughs> I mean, that's true, because I, I believe it's the further out in the solar system you are, the longer the day is. Like, Mars has a 36-hour day, I think. Actually, hang on. You better keep this in. Hey, Siri. Siri said no. Siri said no. Siri, how long is a day on Mars? 24 hours, 39 minutes, and 35 seconds. So it's like... A day? Yeah, that's a day. So it's, it's like a half hour longer than, than normal. Okay. So that's kind of cool. Thanks for listening to my fun fact. Thank you for giving your fun fact. But anyway, this was Mud's Women. Um, good questions this week. Uh, it was a good episode. I would say I enjoy the Mud episodes just because I like the character of, of Hardcore Fit and Mud. Um, I will say Mud was planned to appear in other Star Trek shows. He is referenced in the J.J. Abrams movies. He appears in Star Trek Discovery. 
he was supposed to appear in a very horrible episode of Deep Space... Oh, not horrible. A just really tone-deaf episode of Deep Space Nine called One Little Ship, which we'll get to eventually um, as the main villain in that episode. And then in the background, there are little references to him over time. Like, there's a bottle of, um, of coffee in an episode of Deep Space Nine that says, Imported by Harcourt Fenton Mud. I have two more questions I just thought of. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> um, my first question... So, I know for the other two ladies, um, they already married their dudes. Yeah. But do they just not get divorces in space? No, I think Kirk said they can get out of it. So, they, they probably got divorced pretty quick. Okay. <laughs> um, so, Eve was the only one that ended up probably in an okay marriage. Okay. Well, she didn't get married yet. They were going to, though. I think it was implied that they were... I think they were gonna... maybe going to date. Yeah. So, they're actually going to like do it right. Yeah. Um, and your second question? Um, my second question is, so the dude that wanted uh, to be with Eve, um, why was he, like, what was he looking for in a woman then? If he wasn't looking for, looks. because, okay, but wait, wait, wait. I know, like, yes, like, <laughs> they want looks, but looks aren't everything. Um, but also, I would think in my head that a man that's like him... They're like, oh, yeah, we want a woman that could cook and clean. And she was doing all of that, but he was still complaining about it. He wasn't complaining about that. He was complaining like, oh, you think I'm going to bend over backwards for you because you're a woman and you're cooking well. Yes. Sexist. It was sexist bullshit. Basically. I know. And yeah. she just slapped him right back in the face. She and I did. love it. I love Eve. I, I really wish these characters, there are some characters in the original series I wish would pop up again in Star Trek, but they, they don't. Um, there are characters, there are great characters like uh, Richard Daystrom. Um, a scientist who will invent a super intelligent computer. He only appears once, but he's referenced later on. Um, Khan will appear twice. Harry Mudd appears more than once. The the hey, Mudd's women, I wish they would have all appeared again later on. Like, we could have done a check on them. No, I at least just want to see Eve. That's yeah. it. I don't care about the other two. But, anyway, yeah, we, we won't really see them again. This is really it. <gasps> oh, mm-hmm. I also remember one more. I forgot to write it down. Um, why... Uh, does the computer do that when she's standing next to it? The beepy beeps? Yeah. Because it's picking up something weird. But all she's taking is a pill. Yeah, but it's drugs. But... Don't do drugs. Uh... That's literally the message. Oh. Kind of lame, right? I mean, it made it seem like it was radiation or something. Well, that's when McCoy was like, are you radioactive or, or are you wearing some kind of weird perfume? Right. Is this tr- about to be one of He's the- trying to figure out, like, why the computer's going nuts. Like, if she has a legitimate medical reason why it would go nuts. Is it about to be that psychic episode again? She's no. messing with the computer? No, not this time. Not this That'll time. That'll happen again, though. Oh, no, but yeah. Um, but yeah, those are, those are it that I, was think- that I could think of. Um, awesome. Well, that really wraps up our episode. My questions. Oh, well, I've already asked you one. I always forget because I normally end up asking you one of your questions now before the episode. Um, how would you rate this episode, though? Um, this is one of my favorite episodes. Nice. So out of far. the out of the four we've watched so yeah, far. Yeah, out of the four we've watched, I think this is my favorite episode so far. Mostly because I just like the message of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and how it all kind of plays out. Uh... I my favorite character I would say is Eve. I like Eve, nice. especially since like she eventually is like knows right from wrong. Cause you can see like she does eventually like she cares about the captain, 
um and she and you never like you don't know maybe she seemed like she was generally actually wanting to have a relationship with the captain like an honest one Mm -hmm. um but i think that after she met the other dude that she's possibly going to be dating possibly going to be her husband that she i mean she still wants a generous honest relationship and she was willing to make it work and um (laughs) not in like his sexist ways but they kind of remind me of us, of our bickering back and forth, but playfully. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would agree. Um, but yeah, I, I would say it's a good episode. Yeah. Any Harry Mudd episode is a good episode. I did look ahead. Uh, it looks like there's only one more episode of Harry Mudd. I thought you said you weren't going to look ahead. Um, I looked at our episode list. So I looked at the list of episodes we're going to watch, and the only other Mud episode I have listed right now, and I'll make a note of telling you guys I've only mapped out the original series, and I did have to add another episode um this Which week. he's pissed about. I am, because I really didn't want to watch Assignment Earth, but uh, we have to watch Assignment Earth now because of Picard. Um, so I've added Assignment Earth, and that will be the end of Season 2 for us, because Assignment what Earth... What if we had already passed that point and we couldn't go back? We would have to go back. I would legitimately make us go back and watch that episode. Why? Because the whole point of this podcast is we are not watching every single episode. We are watching the important episodes that explain something that happens later in Star Trek. So that when we get there, I can be like, look, this is a reference to this. And you'll be like, oh, yeah, I remember that, kind of. So that's the point of this podcast. So uh, thankfully, we hadn't gotten that far. Um, we're relatively early in this, but... Yeah, because someone keeps saying, let's record a podcast. Well, we're even that, like, we're still early. Like, How many episodes early? We're only four episodes in. Okay, but where do we need to be to watch that one? Like, um, how many more episodes? Okay, we'll go over. We'll go over our whole list. Right no, now. no, 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 here, no. Here no, we go. No, Next up, we no. have the Enemy Within, the Naked Time, Balance of Terror, the Court Martial, the Menagerie Part One and Part Two, the Squire of Gorthos, Arena, Space Seed, Errand of Mercy, and then the City on the Edge of Forever, and that is the end of season one. Season two starts no, we're good. with Metamorphosis, uh, Metamorphosis, a mock time, the Doomsday Machine, Mirror Mirror, I Mud. There's a mud episode. Um, the Trouble with Tribbles, Journey to Babel, uh, the Ultimate Computer, and then Assignment Earth, and then Season three, the Enterprise Incident, the Tholian Web, Plato's Stepchildren, Day of the Dove, and then finally, Let This Be Your Last Battleground, and then we will be done. I pray to God with the original series episodes. We'll then go into a couple episodes of the animated series, all of the original series movies, all six of them, and then we'll start on the next generation. You just, like, blabbered a lot that I'm not going to remember. It's just episode titles. Those are all episode titles. I know they are. I did not need all of them anyway, right now. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening. We hope you've enjoyed. If you want to follow along with our antics, uh, please feel free to subscribe to our Twitter. Antics. Uh, we've got we've got pet photos. We've got cool <gasps> anecdotes. We didn't post. I did post it last week. Of Jasper. Of Jasper. You didn't tell so me. So if you want to see a cute photo of our dog watching Star Trek, you liked it on Twitter, you dummy. Um, did. <laughs> he did. Uh, head on over to our Twitter at uh, at love at first four underscore five. That is love at first four underscore five. Uh, why four five? Because that is um, first contact. Hey, first contact Woo! day. Look at you. Good job, Evie. <laughs> um, and speaking of four five, first contact day is coming up, and I'd like to announce that I probably not Safai. <laughs> We'll be doing a live stream on our new Twitch channel. So head on over to Twitch and find us at... Uh, I don't know, you got, what, two months? 
No, I got one month. I got a week at this point. Um, when this episode comes out, which will be... Um, In two weeks. April 2nd. Or no, April 3rd. Um, so, okay. So if you're listening to this, it's April 3rd um, or after. And if you're listening to this on April 5th, head on over to Twitch where I'll be doing an all-day Star Trek Online playthrough um, as me, Sam, the main character, and Safai as my first officer um, on board the USS Edith Keeler. And we'll we'll have fun playing Star Trek Online and I talking. I might pop in and say hi. She might. I'll wear my Star Trek uniform. We'll we'll have fun. We'll celebrate First Contact Day in style. We'll go to Bozeman, Montana, in game. We'll do all the fun First Contact Day activities that Star Trek Online is going to do this year. Uh, and we'll have just a great time. So, is there a special episode we need to record for this? I thought about watching First Contact, uh, the movie, but then I realized that would throw us really far out of order. What day is that? April 5th, that is a Wednesday, or Tuesday. Yeah, that's going to be the, like, beginning of the week. Um, I want you to know I had to explain to my manager why I needed it off. You, <laughs> um, you didn't tell me that. Um, I walked up to him yesterday, and I was like, hey, I need, because he was doing the schedule at my, at my, I work at a Best Buy um, in the computer section, and he was doing the schedule on our computer in the, in the computer section. You didn't do this two weeks ago? No, I should have. I forgot about it, because we weren't doing the podcast two weeks ago. Or I didn't think we would be this far, but we are. Anyway, um, and I, I literally asked him, I was like, hey, can I have April 5th off? And he looked, and he was like, yeah, I already gave you April 5th off. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I was like, yeah, I need it for a, a Star Trek thing. And he's like, why the hell would you need a Star Trek thing off? And then I had to explain we do a podcast. So my manager might be listening now. Is he subscribed now? I don't know. If you are, hey, Craig, thanks for listening, bud. See yeah. you at work tomorrow. <laughs> um, Not tomorrow. I know my, my coworker Maddie subscribed. Me for two weeks. Maddie's the coolest. Let's end this because we're at 40 minutes. Thank you, guys. Yeah, but with a cut. That's true. Thank you, guys, for listening. Uh, Like we said, head on over to Twitter and Twitch. Uh, Give us a subscribe. Um, Thank you for joining us as ever. We hope you enjoyed this week. I had fun. Safai seemed to have fun. Did you have fun? Yeah, it was all right. You had fun? That's good. (laughs) Um, So come back next week for The Enemy Within. Two Kirks. One Starship. Seriously? Yeah. Is he, like, clone? You'll find out. Okay. That's a yes. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, The Enemy Within. I hope that is the right episode that I just described, because if it's not, people are going to make fun of me on Twitter. Anyway, uh, thank you for joining us. We hope you've had fun boldly going aboard our starship where no one has gone before. We'll see you next week. Bye.